It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the midweek edition prior to the Zebra game. Slight change in guests this week. We've got, as normal, Danny on stats. Hiya, Danny. How's it going? Uh, but this week we've got Dave Finn rather than William. Hiya, Dave. Uh, good evening, everyone. Right, before we talk to Danny and Dave, let's hear who William and Dave were talking to at the press conference today. It was uh, Jimmy Duffy, but first, Tom Farrell. Tom, the the defeat on uh, Saturday night, I suppose, was, was was resonating around with you. But is it harder to take a defeat like that when you've actually had a lot of chances than the opposition just playing better than you and, and just you just weren't up to it? Because on Saturday, that was a game Connor could have could have taken. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can even see we I think we crossed the line on a couple of occasions that we couldn't quite manage to dot the ball down and so in terms of that it was quite frustrating that we, we put ourselves in opportunities to score we got ourselves over the line on numerous occasions and we just couldn't finish it off so that was a frustrating aspect but right it's a positive that that's happened but um, you have to how do you actually go how do you process that to park it how do you just say I've got to move on now you talk about that all the time but it's actually how difficult is it to actually just say Zebra is the focus now um, it's difficult for the first maybe 48 hours or so um, my hangover you for that night and the following day maybe but then once you come in to the first training day of the week um, you get you get your reviews done you get um, all your messages and thoughts from the coaches and the different units you, you, you do and after that we just agree amongst ourselves that it's parked there we we take our learnings from it and uh, we move on because at the, at the moment the block that we're in I think we've another 13 or 14 games now straight so we don't really have time to be dwelling on mishaps and feeling sorry for ourselves Zebra <clears throat> on Sunday bit of a change now this time I think you're you're, you're travelling overnight for the first time this season games there they, they can be anything they can be 6-5 or they can be 40-30 it's it's a tough place to predict. They're a very hard side to read because they've had three strange games. They've won one of them, uh, lost one they should have won, and Ulster tore them apart. So what are, you, what are you expecting from that and how different will the setup be that you're going back to a more normal travel travel plan? Yeah, um, well, firstly, the first part of your question, like we're fully aware of what's the challenge. Like, like you said, um they have a mixed bag of results, but I don't think that Ulster game was a fair reflection of the team that they are. Um, like you said, they, they beat Ospreys and they ran Scarlets pretty close. Um, they've got a, even though they have a lot of Italian lads away, they still have a really strong squad and a strong team to put out. Um, so we're fully aware going over. Like This is a massive game for us considering we lost points last week. So we're going to send a strong team over and <clears throat> look to do a job. Tom, you were down as covered basically the back line last week but I know you prefer being a centre but we've seen with other players that when they fast they've, they've put themselves forward for for positions that we wouldn't necessarily have associated them with before the season John gone to full back Tom stepping in in Edinburgh at 10 um, are you are you open to moving toward the positions if needs be and how important is it for players to know that if they feel that they can do a job in a position that it wouldn't be known for that the coaches are open to uh, to allowing that to happen um, I yeah I, I, I'd be open to it like if needs be um, obviously 
I'd know my role inside out as centre. If need to be, I'd have, I'd have a good understanding of the various back play positions and where needs where each player needs to be in certain roles and strike plays and stuff like that. I'd have a good understanding of, of what needs to be, and then if it turns in, if it needs to be in backfield coverage, working as a pendulum with the with the wingers and stuff because I'm I've played outside centre mainly, so I know what the wingers are, what what they want and how their position is going to be. So I'd have a rough understanding of that, right? Yeah. Jimmy, I got to start by asking you. It's not often we see the coach with crutches. We saw you on Saturday night. You've just arrived with them now. So how are you? I'm uh, fine. Yeah, look, just um, probably thinking I was 23 instead of 43. You know, so I jumped in a session just to make up some of the numbers there for one of the drills, and uh, I learned my lesson again. <laughs> so, the, so, so that's that's the end of that plan, is it? That's that's it. And plan plan C now is like yeah. Just, just, just tell them what to do rather than show them. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I've learned. I've learned. So, um, That's a tough one. Um, Saturday was a tough one as well in terms of a game that really you can look back on and say, kind of could have won that. Maybe should have won it. Created enough chances, couldn't quite get the job done. So, what's the what was the mood now that you've had time to reflect on it? Well, look, I think like everything, everybody was was bitterly disappointed. I think. Um, the review when you look at the review and we watched the game back it was it was hard obviously um, I suppose reflecting and actually saying well that we should have won that game uh, there's no question so everyone rightly can say that uh, we should have won it we crossed the line four times as well as the two we've scored and, and didn't get dot the ball down you know so um, held up an occasion and, and, and a couple of knock-ons and that's probably something for the, the individual guys to reflect on and we as a, as a team are saying we would have an issue if we weren't creating those opportunities and crossing the wild wash. So, um, you know, it was tough to watch that, but in a night like that, with the weather the way it was, to create those six try scoring opportunities and only convert the two was a disappointment. But the positive return on it is basically that, you know, we actually got across that line. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to use it as motivation for this weekend. You know, it's um, maintain what we've been doing in, in terms of being able to create those opportunities and uh, big focus and just converting them that's that's the number one Zebra have they're very hard to predict even as usual this season they you know they they, they they beat the Ospreys they should have beaten the Scarlets in Wales they fell apart against Ulster Connacht have had some really interesting games over there that tend to be one point or two point games or sometimes they're blowouts um, and they might now have Italian international players back. They could be quite strong if, if they get players back after the Fiji cancellation. So what are you expecting from them, and what do you, you how do you set up for going over there particularly? Uh, but look, I suppose like any opposition, like Zebra have always had quality operators, and you know they've got guys there. Like we say, they're internationals that are away. They still have plenty of internationals that are still still there. You know, so. Uh, Jim Roley, you know, the Votti at Loosehead, you know, they've got guys who have, who have international experience. So um, they play a really nice attacking brand of rugby and you know, they're not afraid to have a crack, especially from, from deep. And I think for us, it's just to be aware as not to give them easy outs and, and, uh, and let them express themselves and cause you some bothers. Um, but the big focus against Zebra for us will be just on ourselves. Um, obviously, they'll be identifying things with us, and, and, and as we will as well with those guys. But uh, focus on us is just very much execution of your role um, and being persistent at it and sticking to your game plan no matter what. Um, hopefully, the weather will be a little bit better than it was here on, on Saturday night. Or, um, but yeah, look, it's just 
literally just stick to task, stick to task, stick to the game plan and be persistent and try and build some pressure. And, and then when you get those opportunities, just to convert them. Yeah, watching the game live on Saturday, um, it looked to me, and this is just what I was seeing, the communication maybe wasn't as strong as, as Connacht would have expected it to be. But when the bench players came on, the actual communication on the pitch seemed to up a gear and seemed to be there was there was more there was a more direct approach and is that something you want to bring into this every game? Um, yeah, look, I think I think I, I, I was I had to sit pitch side as well the last day because I couldn't make it across the far side of the ground. But um, I think the elements, William, I think sometimes on the TV you don't get a, a real gauge of it. It was really really physical out there. It was really tough. Um, like both sides spilled the ball quite a bit. Um, like that wind was howling and the, and the, the wind was, was chucking down the park. And I think we probably used that wind better in that second half. We got ourselves in field position. Um, as we said, the issue was we just didn't dot the ball down. Uh, we had created those opportunities. So I thought we played into that wind pretty well. Um, we managed managed the ball really well and we created some opportunities in that first half scoring that try. And, and then uh, the disappointing thing was we just didn't didn't convert in the second. So um, I think we played the elements really well the last day. Um, you're right, so I actually thought some of the guys come off the bench and did, did really, really well. I thought uh, Masterson, was, Owen Masterson coming on was really good. Dennis Buckley, really good. You know, so the guys really added some value when they come off the bench. Um, but yeah, look, I think it's just playing the elements here in the sports ground over there in Italy. We're just very much sticking to the game plan. Very much sticking to the game plan. Yeah, looking at what Ulster did, uh, the other night, and that, that was a blowout, 57-14. Um, they played, it seemed to me, they played with a lot of speed moving the ball to the Zebra 22, and then they really just ground it out. They they almost just wore them out physically and mentally by being really accurate uh, and not doing anything very exciting with the ball. They were prepared to throw it around earlier. Do you mm. think you can get at Zebra if you just make them go through a lot of phases, particularly when they're defended, does their concentration go a bit? I don't think so, no. Look, I think my experience over many years against them is that they're really good players. They're genuinely really good players. And uh, like any side, if you, if you give give them easy access with looseness around your contact or you know, maybe over-elaborate when you don't need to and, and not playing smart rugby, then you're going to give people opportunities. So they do go after the ball, and we know that um, you know they can put one and two bodies in over the ball every time. And with new breakdown laws, um, that can be a problem. However, if you're really efficient and accurate in that department, um, you will create opportunities. And, and for us, it's, the issue at the moment isn't creating the opportunities. We, we, we don't have an issue necessarily. We just, the last day, we didn't convert them. So uh, we're comfortable in, in doing what we're going to do. Um, and we just hope that people execute it on uh, on the weekend. And is everybody getting more used to the the different interpretations now? Is that starting to bed in? Is there a better understanding and, and better communication maybe with the referee on the day about what they're looking for? Yeah, very much so. Look, I think it's still not, not where, it, where it could be, I'm sure, because... Um, what you're having is is you're having well for my I, I look after a lot of the, the, the breakdown stuff is you've had uh, an increase in penalty count nearly double two and a half times what it used to be in the past uh, which means is you're having line outs now up around the 19, 20, 21 mark you know so line out menus are getting longer and uh, and breakdown sanctions are getting getting longer or sorry uh, getting getting more frequent you know so um, 
it, it just it does change the dynamic of the game a little bit. It really does, and uh, I think we're still negotiating that period at the moment. Some referees are rewarding very very early, and some are maybe a little bit later. But uh, the jackal effort is definitely getting getting more pay as it would have in the past, and it's getting very quickly. So if your sport speed isn't there quickly enough, uh, there's a very high probability you're going to lose that ball. Very high probability. It's an unusual situation this week in the sense that you kind of do have to focus solely on yourselves because until this season, you didn't play a game, come in for a training session and debrief on a Monday and then sit down on Monday evening to see how the opposition the following week is going to play. Has that changed how you approach this week in the sense that you have less, if Zebra have come up with anything new but positive or that you spotted something that you hadn't seen before negative, how much, does that change how much time you have to react to what you saw? And are you a fan of the, the Monday night games in, in principle? Yeah, look, I, I suppose it, it doesn't really matter to us um, in terms of, I suppose, I'll, I'll start with your last one. The, the Monday night games, I think it's it's more to do with, um, I think people are enjoying that. The, the supporters are enjoying that. For us, it doesn't really change the dynamic. We just alter our week. Um, in terms of preparing for, for the opposition, like there's multiple challenges, obviously, um, People have been very, very careful with COVID and how we train, and we've we've got two separate groups working so we don't cross contaminate. So if there is an issue, um, you know, at least we don't lose fifty percent of the group. Um, so look, for me, as a, especially as a forwards coach, there's a lot of challenges there. You like cohesion, you like time time together to build these relationships, but um, we have to be adaptive. And I think Friendly might have mentioned it to you guys some weeks back and it's it's we're, we're really focusing on trying to be adaptive and trying to have multiple combinations in there um, just so that anybody can at will step into the role and, and be able to perform so um, you never know really if there is a I suppose a positive case in a group like some of the other sides have experienced all of a sudden the combination you've been working with for the two or three days is now null and void so um, we've really focused on trying to keep everybody alive to the fact that they could play and will play on that weekend um, and also we've seen that Quinn is going to start against England at the weekend got a lot of praise for his work and what he brought to the Irish pack um, last weekend against uh, against the Welsh how much gratification can you do you take from that in the sense that he he's got his international call up from what well, by being a comic player by you've worked with him all the time and you, can you take any sort of pride and pleasure in the fact that you've helped him to get to where he is today, that he was an, an automatic almost pick for this game? Well, look, I think, I think it's given everybody a boost in the club, you know, um, collectively and personally. I think it's, uh, it's some of this credit to, the, to that young man. He's, he's worked his socks off. Um, you know, he's a, he's a tight head lock that calls lineouts, which is a very rare commodity. Um, and he's been persistently good for us, captain the side on a number of occasions. And uh, I suppose the real big thing with Quinn is really taking his own uh, development into his own hands. Um, we try and challenge him and assist him as much as we possibly can. But guys who make that international uh, setup, it's 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 really they look after their their drive and their ambition and how how hard they work to get there because it takes a lot of effort um, to get to that position. But what it has done is it's given a huge boost to the squad. And guys see it in those positions. Obviously, Ulton was in with him as well. Um, Finlay, Dave, Jack, Kieran, uh, Bundy. You know, so it's it's it gives everybody around the place a, a massive boost. And it's one of our, our our drivers as a club is to try and get as many people as we can into the Irish squad. So uh, seeing him play so well last week was uh, was brilliant. It was really really pleasing. Great questions as always, Dave. Guy, you're getting really good at these jumping on the back of William and stuff and and, and asking some good incisive questions. Ah, uh, the question. The, the... 
the question's only as good as the answer. That's the problem, though. I, mean, I thought today that... I didn't think Tom answered the question I asked, and Jimmy definitely didn't answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> but still, they were asked. I, I, that's, that's I, 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 wanted to get, I wanted to get the question that is, like, seriously... Um, I, I, was, I was looking for the insight into what do you do when mm. you're trying to analyze a team that there's no analysis of? Yeah. You can't look at the, I mean, they would have learned an awful lot from the game last night, but mm-hmm. you know, how, what, what can you, you're, you've got a day, you've got two days left to put things together based on what you've seen. So it's a bit weird. It is a bit weird. But before we talk about Zebra, actually, let's do a quick review of our disappointing result against Scarlets. And Danny, give us give us some stats to sort of make it even more annoying that we didn't win that game. Well, uh, Connacht dominated possession with 61% and territory with 67% last week. Um, as the as Jimmy and Tom uh, alluded to, saying that, you know, just the skills uh, when we got over the line, just not getting the ball down. Um, it, it, it comes across because we, we had 12 handling errors compared to Scarlett's only, only having six. On uh, the other side, we only missed nine tackles and we only gave away five penalties. Something uh, that had been creeping into Connacht's game, especially when we came back first against Ulster and Munster, was the penalty count or discipline. And it's nice to see the, penalty, the, the discipline down that low. Right. Okay. So... Still, the disappointing fact is we got over the, four, the line four. Uh, we got over the line six times. We only got the ball down twice. So, Dave, your thoughts now? You've had a couple of days to cogitate over what happened at the weekend. Uh, it's yeah, frustration is is even more because I hadn't realised we got over the line four times. I knew we'd been over it three times, but I didn't realise there'd been a fourth one as well. I yeah, I, I'm still frustrated. I think it was it could this could be a game to come back to bite us in the ass mm-hmm. because. That is a game, and I think Jimmy put it best, is that if you get beaten out the gate, you hold your hands up and you say, you know what, the better team won. And I'm not saying the Scarlets weren't the better team. They were the most clinically efficient. They were more clinically efficient than we were. And, the, and, their, and their defense was amazing. The, Eric, the, the scrum half tackle on. Yeah, I, 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 think, I, I think the two stats that Danny didn't mention, I don't know if Danny has seen these. These were, these were the Pro 14 stats. They were two quite interesting stats. One is for Connick, one's against Connick, which is that Paul Boyle made the most meters last week. He made 102. But the most tackles and turnovers are from Jack Morgan. Now, I wouldn't be hugely familiar with Jack Morgan, but he, his defense in and of itself, and he was, he was symptomatic of a team that was well up for it in terms of D. Um, yeah, we, uh, had, we so, had mentioned I mean, him. We had talked about him in the preview that this guy is a real, again, one of these... these Welshmen seem to come out as sevens. They're just amazing what they can do with these fellas. And he'd, he'd been man of the match the week before. And yeah, pretty impressive again. Yeah. But I mean, if you talk about it, it was clinical efficiency and we weren't clinically efficient. There will be other games we won. To be fair, I'd say if you look at the, if you look at the game, the Edinburgh game, it was, a, it was a case there of being, of us being clinically efficient. Mm-hmm. with maximization of return from the red zone. And we went back to the bad old days. We've done it before, where we've had a lot of the ball, a lot of possession, a lot of territory. But we've done... In the, it's even worse is that in the old days, we didn't even get across the line four times. 
And literally, yeah. you know, you can have all the ball and do nothing with it. We were doing stuff with the ball, but at times it was the wrong thing to do and it was in the wrong areas. There were individual mistakes the last day. There were things that players don't normally do um, that, that again, are frustrating on both an individual and a collective level. And, yeah, and, and, I, and, and, and yeah, I'd like the, to that's say... That's the word. And, just pure for. Frustration, yeah, and, and but I'd also like yeah. to give Scarlett a huge amount of credit because certainly the the one I think we were all most frustrated by was when Matt dropped the ball over the line. We thought, but when you go back and look at it, that was a fantastic tackle and a fantastic realization that the ball was wet and your man slapped the ball out of out of Matt's hands. You know, yeah. and that's that's just good play, knowing the conditions and playing the conditions that you know when the ball is wet and slippy like that, you just it, it, you just have it, to try and dislodge. That comes back. That comes back to what Andy said immediately after the game, which was that Scarlets were more hungry than we were. And you don't do that if you're not hungry. If you're if you're thinking the game is up, if you're thinking I don't want to be here, it's a horrible night. Uh, you know, there are better things I can do with my life. Then you don't make that type of 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 effort. And I think that's where we have to say it's like. There will be things, obviously, I, I think even the Scarlets would admit that there were things they did that were a bit brain dead, but mm. their desire to win was better than our desire to win. And therefore, the they the things that they did came off and the things we did didn't come off. Just just one thing on that note. Um, one thing, the weather is a big leveller. And the, the second thing was that I really felt that the, I know we, keep, we, we mentioned it before, the, the, the three weeks off, but Scarlet's being uh, match match fit, you know, having three weeks off is a huge, huge issue, you know. And now we have to learn with it because I'm assuming this this might happen later on in the season. But um, Scarlet's having those extra couple of games and coming into this, having they 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 were more street smart, we'll say, saying knocking the ball out of the hand. I don't think we weren't hungry. I think that you know. It, it does take a little bit of time to get back up to that speed. Another example of that was England versus Italy in the Six Nations. You know, a lot of people thought they were just going to wipe out Italy, and they didn't because they were making errors, they were making mistakes because they hadn't played in so long. Go on, Dave. I'll, I'll give you a right to reply there because I don't think you're too happy with that. Are you? No, no, I, no, no. I, I think I think Dan, I think Dan raises a, fair, a legitimate point. I suppose I was trying not to make that an excuse because then you're saying, "Oh well." No, no, I don't think it's excuse. I just think it's, it's just another point, isn't it? Yeah, but I think I, I, there is a, I, the one thing I would say, and it, this is this is to back up Danny's stat on on the on discipline is, I think I said it to you, Alan. No, I might be wrong on this. I, I stand. I would admit that I need. I still haven't. I personally haven't looked back in the game against fully, but the first breakdown penalty I don't think is is until the seventy fourth minute for either side. I think players are learning more mm. about uh, and are improving in that now you also have to take into account who's the referee some referees will allow more time for both um for both defenders and attackers to move away just taking into account that you know it was a horrible night and everything yeah. is slower anyway mm. so i do think but i think i think that was the now they does you could also argue well that maybe there was a lack of ferocity in the um, in the breakdown, but I don't think that was the case. I think it was oh, more I'm not sure about that. Dave. Players have learned. I'm not sure it was the lack of ferocity because the the sound and the hits that were coming just where we were standing, we could wow like a couple but of times. That, that, and wow. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to say. I, I think I think at this stage, I think players have learned. Hmm. So if we see a return to 
you know, a lot of penalties have been given away. That's a discipline issue. I think yeah. they've they've shown that they can learn and yeah. that they are adapting to the new the new protocols. And it will be interesting to see, you know, if you know if they if they drift from that, then they put themselves in trouble because they do know what they need to do now. Yeah, so needing need to know what he does. Bundy and, and Quinn and Finley, with Bundy and fin, Quinn starting, which is great to see Quinn getting the credit for the brilliant display he gave last weekend um, for Ireland, getting the you know getting selected against a big strong England team with, with Finley on the bench. I'm, I feel a bit sad for for Dave. I didn't think Dave Half did anything wrong not to be included in the in the match day 23. But yeah, there it's going to be something else for Saturday at what time was it again, Dave? Three o'clock. So Saturday at three o'clock, Ireland Ireland playing with England and it'll be a huge game, Dave. What do you what do you reckon there before we move on to our Zebra preview? Oh it's hard to know. England's it's very hard to judge England on what they did last week. They, they can only beat what's put in front of them. And so mm. to a certain degree, so can we. Um on paper we had the harder task. I'm not sure if in reality that turned out to be the case. Um it's I hope, there, I hope there isn't too many Welsh people close to you listening to that. <laughs> uh, we don't we don't mention the war, frankly. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. She got the she got she was she was quite delightful when the situation was reversed last year. Uh, um, but no, I think I think it is going to be difficult. I mean, England will be up for it. It's significant that Andy Farrell has brought back what we could call the heavy hitters literally cj standard six um you know guys who are physically powerful um mm. which stands quinn in good stead and, and of course he was absolutely superb and he gave us a blast the only my own my biggest caveat is is there's a lack of guile in that team under under the irish management i mean bundy's of can do things that are amazing but he seems to be very prescripted under the Ireland squad, and the same with Chris Farrell. Actually, I'd say that the only player that ever seems to be allowed to have his head in the squad over the last eighteen months has been Larmer. Not that's not always been to the, for the good of the side. Um, no, but I think James Lowe might be in that position these days. Yeah, but James Lowe also brings James Lowe also brings a certain degree of power as well. He does physicality. I mean, he yeah. did. I mean, I mean, let's be frank. That was a um, that was a put. That was a five yard run. Or he powered through, yeah. you know, a back a Welsh back row. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that you just don't do that. Um, it's a powerful side. It's a side meant to grunt up, and I hopefully they will. And you know, we, despite everything that happened, I know a lot of people are looking back to what happened in in the Six Nations, and it was a bit of a it was a bit chastening. But if you take if you actually take a step back and look at it, for all England betters up, for all that they were on top. They two of their tries were basically because we forgot to, to we we literally forgot to know to realize what you do when the ball bounces into the in goal area from mm-hmm. a kick. Mm-hmm. We failed to dot it down twice, and they scored fourteen points. So for all their power, for all their for all their running over us, they didn't translate it into points. And I think we've a much more powerful side now. I think low is actually a factor they may they may take into account, but mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. Uh, by the time this goes out, we'll know what the England team is. We don't know what it is now. It'd be interesting to see who Eddie Jones picks, but I think it's going to be a battle. And I think that Ireland team is prepared to, to battle. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So before we, just before we start the Zebra, we would normally do an um, injury 
update here, but we didn't have an injury update today or getting anything apart from our, our coach who was on, Jimmy. Jimmy was injured and William got to ask him about it. So it was, <laughs> we don't have any player injuries. We have a coach injury, but um, thankfully Jimmy doesn't have to play anymore. <laughs> Danny, Zebra, give us some stats. What are we worried about? We've only, we've lost three games to Zebra. So we've played, we've played them 14 times in total and we've lost two of them away. Um, the three games we actually lost came three in a row. It was uh, towards the end of the 2016-17 season and the two games in the 17, uh, 20, uh, 2017 and 2018 season. They actually beat us home and away that season. Wow. Um, but uh, on the plus side, we do have a good record against them. So we have a 79% uh, overall winning ratio and um, that goes down to 71% when we're away to them. It was still pretty solid, and and the last game we won away was in May 2019. We only won six five. Six five, yeah. So last the last three the last three games in Zebra were two losses and a one point win. Geez, Dave, it doesn't fill us as much confidence as you would normally expect playing Zebra, and especially when we're going to be playing against former Connacht coach who's really good at targeting games, and no doubt he's targeting this one. Yeah, I mean. It, 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 you just—I think the biggest issue is you don't know what zebra are going to show up. Mm. I mean, if it's the zebra that played against the scarlets, then away, then oh, this could be really, really tight. Mm. If it's the zebra that played the, the, the two games against the Irish provinces, then oh, then I, you know, you, 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 you're less worried. I think that's their—that's the biggest thing about them. We we don't know if they're going to have enough if they're going to have a huge amount of their Italian players back because we don't know what's happening there. That's due to the fact that they were, Italy were meant to play Fiji this weekend, but that game's been cancelled because of COVID. Like I said, they're capable of some brilliant performances, but I mean, they were terrible against Ulster. They were fantastic against um, the Scarlets. and feel that is a game they absolutely threw away. But if they put in an 80-minute controlled performance where, you know, they, they are capable of winning and we need to go there with the right attitude. It would be a devastating blow for Connacht if they were to lose this game because it's two games in a row and then we were talking about the percentages that they're targeting for a home semi, you know, for a mm. home, for a home semi-final, home quarter-final. Mm. Suddenly you then make it borderline impossible for you to lose any other games to achieve that. So they will, they will need to be on the on the ball from minute one for this. And like the thing is, if we win this game, if we can win this game, we're we're two two games behind Scarlets and Cardiff, but we're only four points behind them on the table. So if we can win this game, it puts us into joint second. And if we can win it with a bonus point, you're in second place, having lost disappointingly at home because the <laughs> because Cardiff, no, sorry, where was it? We we lost to Scarlets who lost to Edinburgh, who lost to us. And so we're, everyone's beaten everyone underneath yeah. Munster. Munster are running away with it. So, you know, we just need to keep, make sure we're winning games that we can win, especially the ones we have in hand. Another thing that I picked up, uh, looking back over Zebra, uh, this season they've given away 64 penalties, where we've only given away 39. Now, that that, that is a game less for us, but they're, they're roughly working out at nearly 13 penalties a game. You know, like... What I'd be looking at is that we need to be patient with it in this game. You know, hold on to hold on to possession, get into territory, and just let them make mistakes. Let them give away the penalties. Um, also, thirteen of thirteen of those of those penalties have been given away at scrum time. 
So I think that's another thing that we really need to target. I know we were talking about the lineup last week, but this this week we have to go after them in the scrum. Yeah, and, because and uh, one, one of the things one of the things is looking looking that will help us. Looking at this, it's going to be a nice sunny day with only six mile an hour winds and uh, less than ten percent chance of rain. So that should help us. Well, you can definitely tell it's an away game. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. As the wind and rain howl outside my window here. Let's let's wrap this one up fairly fairly tightly before we go, Dave. Are we going to win? If so, by how much? Then, Danny, you can follow it up. I think we will win. I think. Um, I, I think last, last as much because we well, we are the on paper we're the better team. I'm not expecting a massacre. I'm not expecting anything like that. I'd say we'll win by five. Okay, Danny, are we going to win? And will, if we do, will we get? Will we manage to get four tries? I do think we'll win. Um, I do think it will be close, as Dave alluded to as well. Um, and if it's dry and it stays dry and we stay patient, I do think we will score four tries. Well, the only other two games that Tom Farrell, who was on the pod earlier on, played this year, started this year, were Glasgow. We scored four tries, and Edinburgh. We scored four tries. So hopefully, Tom starting, and he was the last player, last kind of player to score in Zebra, a try in Zebra. So all things pointing to Tom Farrell having a good game and <laughs> getting four tries. Right. So before we hear um, the fixtures or the, the results from last weekend from William and, and the upcoming fixtures as we now get into the habit of using in the in the podcast. Um, don't forget you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud and even Amazon. I found out at the week or the other day that, that if you ask Alexa to play Craggy Rugby podcast, she knows who we are. And I just found out today Siri also knows who we are. So you just have to ask. So on Saturday patreon.com slash craggy rugby you'll be able to listen to the thoughts of one of the coaches with regard to the team selection and why the selection was made so if you want to help us out like quite a number of people are still contributing to help keep this podcast up and running um, and we thank them so much if you want for the price of a cup of coffee for a month log on to patreon.com slash craggy rugby and sign up and become a patron of our podcast okay thanks guys and here's William Saturday the 14th of November, Connacht 14, Scarlets 20. On Sunday the 15th of November, Munster 38, Ospreys 22. The game between Glasgow Warriors and the Dragons was postponed. And on Monday the 16th of November, Zebra 14, Ulster 57. Cardiff Blues 22, Benetton 5, Leinster 50, Edinburgh 10. Round 7 of the Guinness Pro 14 on Sunday the 22nd of November. Four games scheduled for that day. Ospreys versus Benetton with a 1.45pm kickoff. Zebra versus Connacht with a 2.30pm Irish time kickoff. Leinster versus the Cardiff Blues with a 5.15pm kickoff. And Ulster versus the Scarlets with a 7:35 p.m. kickoff. Monday, the 23rd of November, the Dragons versus Edinburgh is postponed, and Glasgow Warriors versus Munster with an 8:15 p.m. kickoff will round off round seven. Loose, cut it loose. Break.
make out or nothing changes sad and confused don't wait until 